Federalism in the United States is the constitutional division of power between the U.S. state governments and the national government. Federalism developed in the United States because the people wanted a not-so-weak national government, but at the same time, they didn't want a tyrannical government. But at the same time, they also wanted states to have some power, and they wanted the states to also retain power as well. This is the Tea Party, and today we are talking about federalism with your hosts, James Gowie, Owen Bishop, and Tyson Liu. So James, can you tell us some backstory of why the American people were so scared of a strong national government? Of course, Tyson. So basically, mm-hmm. the America was scared of the king because he had too much power. So then that's where they made the Articles of Confederation. But they also made it, you know, weak on purpose because they feared um, that a strong national government would be similar to the tyranny that Great Britain had over them. And they just they were just really afraid of that. So after the Articles of Confederation, which were made weak on purpose, they then made the Constitution and they had to balance it out, you know, and so that's where federalism comes into play. All right, so Tyson, can you talk to me kind of about some of the landmarks that deal with federalism? So basically, in this case called the McCulloch v. Maryland case, it defined the scope of federal legislative power and the federal government's relationship with state government authority. So basically, um, the national government set up the second bank of Congress, second bank of the United States in Maryland, and basically because it was in the jurisdiction and area of Maryland. Maryland thought they had the right to tax them as well. But basically, the bank tellers were like, hey, you can't tax us. You're not allowed to. They said no. So basically, the dispute came to the Supreme Court. And John Marshall, the Supreme Court justice, said that the states didn't have the right to tax the national government and that the national government had the right to, that national government had implied powers to open banks and that the states gave up powers to tax when constitution was ratified. So the state, so in the Supreme Court ruling, basically, they the Supreme Court rules that you know that the uh, the national bank was necessary and proper, and used that necessary and proper clause to justify that ruling, right? So how does that play out with the Tenth Amendment and you know any other Supreme Court rulings? Well, so actually, in this really interesting case called U.S. v. Lopez, it's about this one kid who brought a gun to school to sell. It was unarmed. Well, it wasn't unarmed. Well, yeah, it was unarmed, but it just wasn't loaded. Anyways, he was there to sell himself, and word got around, and the kid got in trouble for having a gun at school. Basically, the Congress was like, you can't do that. Under It was under a certain act called the Gun-Free School Zone Act, where it was illegal to have a gun or weapon in the radius of a school. But then, um, so the kid was charged, and a trial happened and stuff. But then SCOTUS said that the Supreme Court of the United States said that Congress overstepped their powers within the Tenth Amendment because the states have the rights reserved to them by the Constitution that aren't directly given to the federal government. Another case that happened was the Gibbons versus Ogden case. It is also known as the Steamboat Monopoly Clause. Basically, Ogden was granted a monopoly by the New York state government. It proved its rights on the river to trade. Gibbons was granted a license by the federal government to trade on the same route. Basically, Ogden and Gibbons got in a fight about it, and the, the case went up to the Supreme Court. John Marshall, the chief justice at the time, 
came down on the New York State government and was like, no, you can't give them a monopoly and ultimately ended Ogden's monopoly. We all want to go home, but we can't. Fine. So, Owen, how does the U.S. government kind of get its way when the Supreme Court really doesn't rule in its favor? So, yeah, so the federal government can, uh, you know, it can make, you know, the you know, funding of states, you know, concurrent on its adoption of certain policies. So it can give money to states if it, say, adopts, you know, certain legislation in the government's favor. So let's use, you know, drinking age. So in the 80s, you know, they wanted, the federal government wanted to rule the, raise the drinking age to 21. Instead of, you know, using, you know, like a bill that would make that the national law across the United States, they used, you know, federal funding. If you didn't, you know, uh, agree to a 21 drinking age that um, they wouldn't give you infrastructure funding. So that's kind of how they uh, get the states to, you know, agree and get their way by you know, just giving out money to the states, giving up a little power to the federal government. It's five minutes. This is the Tea Party signing out. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Because when it comes to